It is Monday, September 9th, 2013, and you are listening to Best of the Best, the only internet debate podcast on the internet. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. And it is episode 79, 79, 79. Is it? It is 79. I thought we were at 80. According to my notes here, 79. Uh, okay. 79. That's you, fine. We, we don't have the historian here. Joe Kroll is not here today. Yeah. But uh, take it on my word, everybody. Episode 79, September 9th, 2013. Mark, uh, I, uh, if I had the means, I would play the clip of you saying it's not getting hot in Los Angeles. But it is hot in Los Angeles. You told me like a month ago. You fucking lied to me. I told you a month ago that it was going to cool off? I was like, this is where it gets into the hot season in Los Angeles at the tail end of August and in September. And you said, no. No, you dope. This is where it gets cold. It gets cold in Los Angeles. Maybe I meant October. Because it has been fucking miserable the last uh, week and a half, at least for and, me. And the temperature has been yeah pretty bad too yeah i mean i've been miserable the temperature has been miserable like just a lot of miserableness going on but mark um i mean we made it we did it we did it everybody i don't think we mentioned it last week but uh we're working we're working we're uh, we not on the unemployment express currently currently shortly we'll yes. be returning comes back around it's like the uh it's like it's the, the train ride at, at disneyland. disneyland yeah you wait at the platform for 15 minutes the it'll, it'll be Express back. Gonna come back around don't worry it, i'll be here yeah and it'll be here they'll uh i told the conductor just uh go ahead and just leave my i left a newspaper down yeah on my no that's seat. smart that's smart just like you went to the bathroom yeah. and you're coming back a lot of people are eyeing it up though because it's it's a lot of handles mm-hmm. but uh, you know if you're on it long enough you can get a seat you can uh mark how you doing uh with the work you doing good pretty good it's it's going really well i'm really pretty good i'm really happy to be working again mm-hmm. um yeah i i <laughs> i'm sorry brilliant story mark you i didn't say hey i didn't say before the show started hey uh Ask me about work. You kind of just <laughs> threw this at me. It's good. It's great. I'm happy to be working. I'm making money. Sure. Uh, all of nothing got turned off. Mm-hmm. Nothing got taken away, which I am shocked about mm-hmm. that I was able to make it without um, my quality. Like my quality of life definitely, definitely dropped diminished. off. Sure. I haven't been to the opera in a long time. That's a shame. There's a great. Um, great figaro coming up no there's carmen in the couple of next couple of weeks mm-hmm. but the big the big star is going to be um einstein at the beach which is a philip glass opera limited run it'll go on for 17 hours <laughs> probably and it'll just be bloop, 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 yeah bloop, and you just bloop, oh, bloop, oh. Bloop, how, oh, how, oh, 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 wonderful. Oh, so, wonderful. So intelligent. Oh, hopefully, so wonderful. Hopefully, I'll be able to go to that one and not have to deal with fucking eight year olds <laughs> like the last time I went to the opera. Uh, you saw, was it? I saw Cinderella. That's right. That's right. I saw Cinderella and I, I just, these kids being brats and people in t shirts at the fucking opera. Mm-hmm. And I just imagined, like, the kids freaking out when they saw these signs all over town like i want to go see cinderella and the parents like it's not what you think they're like they're no no i look no it look, says cinderella I, I can read it says cinderella they're gonna change the mice into horses right before my eyes it's gonna be There's a magical event for everyone for everybody great songs in english <laughs> billy won't stop looking at me <laughs> He is on my, my side, side of the car seat. Yes. All right, Mom? All right. Stop fucking with me here. And I know we have the money to throw away <laughs> uh, on, on, on this experience for five of us to go to the opera, even yeah. in the cheap seats. Yeah, yeah. So stop being such a fucking tightwad, Mom. Pay for the tickets and get me a juice. All right? God. Yes, I washed my hands yesterday. Yes. I'm not tired. No. All right. I can lay I'll down. I'll go to sleep when I want to. I mean, I'm going to lay down. I'm going to humor you, but like, we're, we're going to talk about the Cinderella thing, yeah. all right? All right. 
Let me just. Uh, <sighs> Kids are gross, and they have no place in the opera. Mark, it is episode seventy-nine of Best of the Best. Today, Mark, we are talking about something I have a lot of experience with. Terror. Yeah. That. Dwin- that uh, just pit in your stomach. Oh, just unbridled fear. Mm-hmm. Generally, when you just think about, like, things, you just think about the future. Right. Like, What's coming? Like, we already did Terror Mark in an episode called The Future, because <laughs> in my mind... We also did an epi- episode called Spooky. Well, I mean, Spooky is different than Terror. We're just... This is like... This is... In in the mouth of madness, just <laughs> mind shattering. The only horror. the only reaction you have is just to scream. Like there's physically no other way to express yourself in this the fetid odor that gives Sp- notice of uh, Cthulhu's presence. Yes, Sp- fills your nostrils. Spooky is um, like a, a, an impending sense of dread. This is full on. Just losing your fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. There, it's a gun in your mouth, mm-hmm. and you don't mm-hmm. know if it's loaded. But the somebody's gonna pull the trigger in one minute. Yeah, yeah. Again, when I think about the future, that's generally that's, what, that's, that's the image that gets conjured into my head. Uh, Mark, uh, of course, we have to uh, set up what we have here. Best of the best, obviously, is your only internet debate podcast on the internet. Mark and I will be talking at most three topics today. Revolving around that happy, happy topic of terror. Uh, Mark, what's at stake here today? Andrew, as always, Mm -hmm. at stake, we have a $25 Wendy's gift certificate Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. goes to the winner, the first of the 500 series. Now, that is not terrifying. No, that is delicious. that is delicious. That is the opposite of terrifying. It's comforting. It's it's friendly. If you... If you lose mm-hmm. and I get that $25 Wendy's gift certificate, will you will it turn you off of Wendy's forever? Yeah, it, it Wendy's you is think dead. So? Wendy's is dead to me at that point. Yeah. Uh at a second prize, mm. which is very exciting. Very exciting. Second prize will receive well, the second prize. The second prize. Well, the second prize, the person who wins yes. today's episode provided you win the whole series. Win the whole series if you also win this one. It's like completing the obstacle course at, right. in double dare you right. gotta you gotta finish the the obstacle to get the prize to get all of it yeah four tickets mm. to the per, to the musical performance of your choice mm. at that year's la county fair oh okay given whenever we win okay whenever so the show whenever ends. whenever the show ends you have four, four tickets, tickets to wh- whoever Whoever's headlining or to any of the performances. Any of the for any of the musical performances. This year they have Kesha. Mm. For twelve dollars. I think I think I'm gonna go Weird Al. I if think, he's I there. I feel like what Weird Al performs at the LA County Fair every year. He generally does the Orange County Fair. Oh God, now I'm fucked. So <laughs> is Eddie Money gonna perform? Probably. Generally the Lucas County Fair where I'm from would always get George Thorogood and or Eddie Money. Yeah. George Thorogood, I believe, slept on a cot that the uh <laughs> <laughs> one of the, one of the, the arenas there in Toledo because I feel like every six weeks I saw him perf- I would see him headlining he's still something. here still doing it still doing a 20, 20 hour version of he's still uh, playing um, one bourbon one scotch yeah. one beer yeah <laughs> I saw my way and then there's like three people in the crowd going he's singing it again he's singing it. Uh, but so that's, let's get into it. That's shall yours we? if you win best of the best today, Mark. Today we are dealing with a <clears throat> 2007 Philadelphia quarter, and I or I'm sorry, Denver quarter. And I feel like it's uh, um, very apropos uh, celebrating the great state of Montana, big sky country. And if you notice, big old big old cattle uh, um, skull skull on yeah. the back so did you hunt for that one or is that just the first you grabbed uh i was looking at ones i don't think we've done montana yet i don't i don't think so so a lot of uh, like massachusetts you see all the time big sky country call in the air mark heads it is heads is montana the third largest in the contiguous contiguous yeah california texas and yeah i would guess montana yeah um 
Mark, uh, we're talking about terror. Mark, the f- our first category is the best use of jump scares in movies. In a movie. In a movie. So the best use of a jump scare. Now, Mark, I'm going to be forward right here. I don't really like horror movies. Yeah. Because I'm a big, fat baby. Okay. And uh, jump scares really upset me. And I'm not a big fan of them. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay that out there because okay. I think I think they're lazy. But they don't only they don't only happen in no they don't only happen in in and in, in, in fact, bad scary movies they it, also happen in a lot of good movies. Yeah, they happen in I mean general yeah good movies you know Jaws Jaws or, has one of the best yes um, hopefully one of us picked it. <laughs> Andrew and I both just shook our head at each other uh, and uh, just. Uh, I don't know. There's something. There's something to be said about loud noise, and then oh, God. clapping hands in the Conjuring trailer. Remember that? Yeah, that there's generally jump scares are. I think are for the trailer. The trailers are the worst because it's like you just want to see your fucking movie, and it's like I, you know, you show up to see fucking Despicable um, Me too. Uh, Robot and Frank, the and master, you, and you have to sit through like. This this loud banging yeah horror. I when I went to see Robot and Frank, I saw it at the Hoity Toity Sundance Cinemas near me, mm-hmm. and I remember one of the trailers was for this movie called Upstream Color, mm-hmm. which is from the guy that did Downstream, Downstream Black print. and White. Yeah, uh, no, uh, it, it's a pretentious asshole that doesn't make good movies, in my opinion. Okay. Hmm. Shocking. Anyways, and <laughs> after the trailer for this for Upstream Color had run, I thought that I had I thought that I was saying it quietly to myself, but I guess I said, like, it's like Upstream Color, coming mm-hmm. soon, mm-hmm. fade to black. Huh? And then <laughs> the other people in the aisle kind of looked at me, and I don't know if they were annoyed or if they were like, yeah, I think I yeah. think that's an accurate yeah. response. Yeah. Yeah, I saw um, In a World, which yeah. is this um, kind of independent comedy that's up. That costs like $40 million? Pr- probably. Probably $10 million. Probably. And and it, like, I don't remember her name, but she won Best Screenplay at fucking Sundance, and I didn't think it was very good. Anyway, uh, all of the trailers that ran in front of it seemed like college humor or f- Funny or Die parodies of these <laughs> kind of like independent movie trailers. Yeah. And I was like, these are all the fucking same, and everything is a... Every 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 actor is a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay, so but we're talking best jump scare. Mark, kick or receive? Uh, I will. I will receive. Actually, he's going to receive. He's he's confident. He's I locked. I feel pretty ready. good about this. He's got the wind at his back. He yeah. knows that uh, I have to. I have to. I have an uphill battle now. So, Mark, best use of jump scare in a movie. Andrew. Yeah. Th- this is a specific, but it's also a general, all at the same time. Okay. Friday the 13th, part four. Oh. Part four is one of the really good ones. Is that the one where he takes Manhattan? No, that's eight. Hmm. Yeah, that's eight. <laughs> okay. Um, here, there's, there, there are weird certain tropes that developed out of the first Friday, Friday the 13th movie. Yes. Well, uh, Jason, never appears, Jason never appears in the mask in the first Friday the 13th. He doesn't put the mask on until the third, I believe. Yes, I think that's which right. is in three D. Mm-hmm. And when see, I w- see it again for the first time, for the first time in sending three D. And the first time I watched Friday, Friday the Thirteenth in three D, I didn't. I was watching it on my normal DVD player, and I didn't know it was a three D movie. So there was there were these weird shots of like a pole slowly <laughs> coming towards the camera, and I'm like, what is going on here? And then. There's shots of people juggling towards the camera. Sure. I'm going, what is, why is this happening? <laughs> and then I, it took me about 40 minutes to go, wait a minute. This was, this was the one that was supposed to be in 3D. Mm-hmm. Anyways, one of the tropes of a Friday the 13th movie is anytime a character, generally towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. generally towards the last act, anytime a character moves towards a large enough window... <laughs> a body will be thrown through that window. Sure. And that starts in the first one. And it's a great scare mm-hmm. because, like, it's like Jason's coming towards the door. Or at that point, it's Mrs. Voorhees. Spoiler. And 
the door gets closed and the person's like backing up to get to the other side of the room mm-hmm. and there just so happens to be a human-sized window behind them and then a body gets thrown through the window mm-hmm. and i think it's i think it's in slow motion in the first one or if it just became slow motion by the later ones but what's great about the one in the fourth is that by this point you should know if anybody goes near a window yeah they 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 pull out they the way they frame it it's like uh and then they pull back and there's the window and everyone's like they like tapping each other on the shoulder well what's funny what's funny about the one in four is that the camera the person is standing by the window in a cabin and then the camera kind of cheats out to frame it up so you're like why are we suddenly moving to the left? Oh, there's a window Here there. We go. Here, Here we, we go. go. So it's a jump scare that you know is coming because the camera, I guess if you're film literate and you can, like, my oh. cousins and my girlfriend always get upset whenever I talk about how you can see that things are coming based on camera moves. Yeah. It's like in, um, it's like in animation when... The way animation works is like cells. Oh, you you know which book is going to get picked exactly up. because it looks it's a different color because of the way the animation cells are stacked. Yeah. So yeah, it's it. So if you if you've seen it enough times, you you know what's coming up. Right. Yeah. But it's always it's always funny to me. But why? Oh, go ahead. And then a body does get thrown through, and everybody just <laughs> oh my god, a fucking body get thrown through, and it's it's I think it's the best. Why why is the fourth one the best if it's in every single movie? The fourth one is the best because that's the one where the camera move is really obvious. <laughs> and that it I think at that point they were they were in on their own joke. If anything, the camera should go to the window and then come back, back. <laughs> and then back, back again. To, why are we cutting to and this then window? Pull wide. Yeah. <laughs> just just to cue the audience. It's like it's it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. Don't worry, it's coming. That's kind of I feel like by the fourth one. I don't know. I think the director... Well, I, by that point... Had, like, they had to have been in on the joke and been like, this is what people want. It's already... It will, Body thrown through a window, unstoppable killing machine, killing people while they screw. When did when did the, the camp value of Friday the 13th 3D. happen? Is it the third one? Pretty much Cause, 3D. Because it was like, you know, the first one is pretty much slasher affair... And then I've never seen the second one. But then, you know, once you get to Jason Takes Manhattan, like, you've already... Well, I mean, that's eight. I that's, mean, that's pretty so, late it's on. pretty deep. But at, the, at a certain point, they're just like, the tropes are already in place. And then it's kind of a parody. Yeah. It's a dark parody of itself. It's like in the the Nightmare on Elm Street series where it's like... Suddenly by the third quippy one-liners yeah, by and the Johnny Depp's in it. Yeah, when Dream Warriors happens and he says, you're on TV, bitch. And then he slams her on the TV. It's really stupid. And then when Freddy's back, or what is it, Wes Craven's New Nightmare? Is New, that, I think New Nightmare, yeah. Um, like, it, it had become so self-referential, like, especially at the advent of Scream and blah, blah, blah. Uh, all right, so you say the fourth one, they throw a body through the window and it scares the hell out of him. But, but because it's so but lazy. We're, we're not scared by it. <laughs> it's supposed to be a jump scare. And I think it sums up what a jump scare, I think it sums up what a jump scare had become at that point. To where it's like... Na- jump scares are supposed to be persons walking around, everything's fine, cat jumps out, whatever. Yeah. You go, oh! Oh, my God. And then the real terror comes. Yes. But it's it's done to death so much that now not even the jump scare scares anymore. It just startles us a little bit because now we know what a build-up to a jump scare looks yeah, like. Yeah, usually there's a fake. There's a fake out, and then there's a, oh, well, now it's going to... Oh, oh, my oh God! Oh, my God! Coming through the window, but with this cheap, lazy camera move. <laughs> that seems again, to, it, it, again, just, it just reminds me of, like... Like you'll be on, uh, you know, we work on shows, and like when a camera operator really? wants you to tell some, to, like usually they like sh- they like continually point yeah. their lens at something what they they want people in the booth to pay attention right. to. Like that's what I feel like. They just keep pointing to the window and back. <laughs> Guys, it's coming. <laughs> zoom in, zoom out. Yeah. All right. Um, know, you you kind of get the sense that it was a studio note that it was like you can have a. Friday the Thirteenth movie, but it has to have all of these things because this is what makes the movie successful. It's like having a body thrown through a window isn't what makes it successful. <laughs> it's it's topless girls getting stabbed to death, pretty much. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. The best jump scare I feel like is um, usually the most effective jump scares are the ones where 
you think you think everything's gonna be okay and um there's several in this vein of like we'll get them one last time like um the first the first uh friday the 13th where um she's in the canoe she's in the canoe exactly and then the jason jason actually jumps out of the water and grabs her like you think it's over or the uh, first nightmare on elm street where we reaches through the that's a great that's just like just the practical effect of that it's so fucking ridiculous looking where is it a eye hole or a window it's a little a it's a little window um on a door right it's like the, the the peephole essentially but it's a little tiny window and a hand pops out and then yanks the mother th- back through that door uh but i say the best jump scare is probably at the end of carrie carrie 1977 i want to say de palma yep stephen so- king carrie um sissy spacek yes carrie is one of these movies that people always say oh my god it's so scary Oh, Harry. Uh, and Carrie is 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 like it's weird, but it's it's more of it's one of those movies where like you there's like nothing like the, the scariness comes from here comes the train wreck like yeah. you see you're seeing it a mile away, but you know it's it's happening so you know Carrie's got these weird powers her mother's crazy religious and um you can see that the bitches at school are like set and carry up for the fall so you know and like once the elements come together for the prom scene like it's just you can't you in and they like you know try and fake it out they're like pulling on the bucket the bucket's not gonna fall you're like hoping oh god i hope it doesn't happen and then it happens and she murders everyone and then and then it's like the whole the whole thing unravels right are they doing another I feel like there was a Carrie. How many times have they remade Carrie? Uh, they did a sequel. They did a sequel, and then I feel like they did it, they did another reboot. Uh, well, this year they had, and then they're doing one more this year with the girl from Kickass. Yeah, uh, that hasn't come out yet, I don't believe. But um, yeah, I think maybe they tried it. They tried some kind of, or it was like the daughter of Carrie. You know, it's maybe. like one of those kind yeah. of things. Uh, but then. So Carrie gets killed in in like a house fire, right? Like she goes back to the so. house. She goes back to the house to, to to essentially tell her mother off, and then she like blows up her own house. And so the um, the one nice girl at the school goes to the the um, the place where the house was, and now it's just a big old fucking pit. She brings flowers, and so now you're thinking, uh, well, um, it's a, the movie's over. Like we're just we're, this is it. This Epilogue. is the thing. Yeah. She's she's dead. We're gonna we're gonna jib shot out. Credits over her walking silently away. Yeah. Nope. She goes down, bends down, drops the flowers. Hand comes out of the grave. It's the only jump scare in that entire movie. Yeah. And it's right. The, it's it's literally the last shot. And mm-hmm. I think it's one of those it's one of those things where you put enough. You don't. The the most effective ones are the ones that you really do not see coming. And. I think I think that one works because um, it makes sense in terms of the story. Yeah. It's not a psych out. No. It's not like, uh-oh, there's a trash can. Somebody, it's like, um, you know, it's like an E.T. when he's like creeping in and it goes to the trash cans and there's like a cat. And you're like, yeah. oh, it's a cat. No, and then there's E.T. Um, so I say Carrie. Brian De Palma's Carrie. Carrie. Right at the end. Because uh, it's a good jump scare. It's a good, it's a good effective jump scare because I feel like if you're going to use it, you got to use it effectively. Because if you go to the well too many times, which I think is more than once, yeah, you kind of lose everyone. Yeah. Because they, everyone's just like, fuck, stop it. Because it's like, oh, he's going to do this, then uh, big loud bang noise and music swells and now oh, there he is. Oh, my God. And his eyes open. Yeah. Um, final arguments. Final arguments, Mark. Andrew. Yeah. I'm all for what a jump scare should be. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about what a jump scare is. <laughs> Lazy. Lazy. Tired. Mm-hmm. Kind of just shoveling, t- shoveling it to the masses. Yeah. You gave me your eight bucks. Fine. Here's a Friday the 13th. Here's, here's, uh, here's some, a guy. Somebody from the grip department throwing a 
like a, a human-sized sandbag yeah. through this window. The other great thing about it is the body being thrown through the window really only makes sense by the time you get to the second Friday, Friday the 13th movies, because then it's established that Jason is a big guy. He's a big, unstoppable killing machine. Yeah, in the first but one, But in the first it's one, it's like, his mother. It's, it's yeah. So you're like, how is this 98-pound, 60-year-old woman heaving a... A human She's, body through a window. You know, grief does a lot of different things to different people. It does All right. do a lot. I, I once, uh, I had a dog die once, and then I yeah. went and flipped a car over. It was, it's you know, incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you know, I, I, I always, I do always appreciate the la- the, <laughs> the easy lazy ness that comes with the jump scare. Yeah, it's one thing and to, to have the camera move. So deliberate. So deliberately. It doesn't just telegraph it, really. It like sends a it sends a card and then a follow up email. It's like, uh, oh, BT Dubs. Uh, um, just a reminder. Keep an eye on that window. Just gonna be throwing something through it here in a couple minutes. Just uh, again, what? Here, I'm gonna put a timer down in the bottom right hand yeah. corner of the screen. Boop, boop, <laughs> boop. There it is. Yeah, uh, I, I. That's. I I kind of wish. Carrie's a good one, and I wish I had thought of Jaws. I think Jaws is the, probably the better one when um, Roy Scheider sees the shark. Yeah, well, where he's he, he's, he's chumming he's chumming yeah. the water, and then we just the the shark just comes like it's just it's like, about an it's hour. Like, hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> it's about an hour into the movie, and you haven't seen the shark this whole time. Yeah, and then he says, "I can go, I can go ahead full steam." Why don't you come down here and shovel some of this chum? And he's just angry, and it's kind of a funny moment, and he throws it, and then the shark just rawr. pops up. And then good, like a solid reaction from Roy Schneider where he, like, he like, like turns yeah. around. He has a cigarette in his mouth, too, right? Yeah. And he, like, drops the cigarette. Yeah, it's it's a perfect it's a perfect moment. And it's and that's not really hit with, like, a, a sting either or, like, a... I think it's... I think there's a music cue, but it's not it's not aggressive. It's a, It's like a sizzle. It's not the da 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 because that's how up until that point that's how you know the shark is around and then when you kick out that crutch, it's all the more startling when you finally do see it and the fact that the shark doesn't come up and bite his head off it's just like it's just by the way I'm there here. I'm just yeah guys I'm showing up yeah. uh, punched I'm fucking punched huge. in punched in sorry uh, got a cup uh, of coffee look whew. traffic in the reef was awful, awful. and. I had to piss. All right, I didn't come. I'll admit, I didn't come right in and sit down. I had to pee. So it's better what, now, but I'm here. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Let's do it. Um, what do we got? Um, Chum. That's delicious. That, I, I'll take that. That's fine. So I will. I will go ahead and 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 give it over to you. I will say yes. Friday the thirteenth. Friday the 13th with the lazy four. camera. <laughs> 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 All right, we got to move on. Mark, uh, second category here on Best of the Best. We're talking about terror. Mark, because they're terrifying. We're talking about the best pirate. Best pirate. Terrifying. It's kind of an odd one. (laughs) I feel like that's only barely. Mark, the limits of terror know no bounds. Yeah, I I guess pirates are scary. If you see a pirate, you're going to get scared. They're kind of cartoonish now. Mark, you went first in that first round, which means I go first in the second round. Mark, the best pirate is the Flying Dutchman himself, Honus Wagner. Yeah. Considered one, if not the best shortstop of all time, Honus Wagner played a majority of his career for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm just going to leave. All right, Mark's uh, just going to go ahead, and he's uh, apparently making a phone call right Uh, now. What? Okay, go ahead. Um, And if we are talking... If we're talking stats, I got stats out the wazoo. Honus Wagner considered to be one of the best dead ball uh, players. Um, years, I mean, we're talking, you know, the, the, this is around the turn of the, the 20th century. The guy played for like 30 years at shortstop. He was one of the, he was the, there are five, five first. Uh, yeah first inductees into the baseball hall of fame he's one of them uh he had the second most you know the second highest vote count he was tied with babe ruth in terms of vote count for that first class pretty impressive baseball hall of fame ty cobb number one 
Ty Cobb was <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people back in that during is, that voting era apparently agreed with a lot of Ty Cobb's political views. Such a black eye on the sport of baseball. I feel like. <laughs> um, but uh, Honus. Honus Wagner. Honus Wagner. On Best one pirate. of also one of the you know, he's his picture graces some of the rarest and most expensive baseball cards out there as well. Yeah. So the flying Dutchman. Honus Wagner. Honus Wagner. Yeah. Best best pirate. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Not Doc Ellis. Not Doc Ellis. You, fam- you, despite all of his accomplishments. Honus Wagner. Honus Wagner. Okay. You kind of threw me. That was a bit of a, a one-two punch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Honus Wagner, okay. Uh, the man's my, a, the man's a pirate. I I know he played baseball for the team, the Pirates. Right. Yeah. 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 Andrew, the best pirate is the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah. From uh, Princess Bride. Right? <laughs> Are you guessing? <laughs> That's the name of that movie, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a man who is many. He's a pirate who takes on many faces because he's more of a more of a mantle that is passed along. Mm-hmm. From man to man, sure. pirate to pirate. Yeah, he's known for his. And were people terrified of Honus Wagner? Nobody said anything about being terrified. All we said was best pirate. Yeah, but I mean, the category. Uh, look, is, we we take it into it's it's in my mind each statement is, is its own its thing. own thing. Yeah. So when I hear the phrase best pirate, I'm thinking Honus, Honus Wagner, Wagner, the Flying Dutchman, Mark. Is, but is he better than mm. the Dread Pirate Roberts? Yes. How so? Mark, uh, Honus Wagner inspired millions of people. It's true. Let me read you a quote. Okay. When I was a boy growing up in Kansas, a friend of mine and I went fishing, and as we sat there on the warmth of a summer afternoon, we talked about what we wanted to do when we grew up. I told him I wanted to be a major league baseball player, a genuine professional like Honus Wagner. My friend said he'd wished he. Uh, my friend said that he'd like to be the president of the United States. Neither of us got our wish. You know who said that? Um, Richard Nixon? Dwight David Eisenhower. So you got a guy like Ike. Yeah, I like Ike. You do like Ike, saying that he wished that he was Honus Wagner. That's that's pretty impressive. A war hero yeah. like Dwight David Eisenhower. General. Saying, hey, I think it'd be I'd awesome. I'd give it all away. If I could be Honus Wagner. Well, the little kid of me wishes I could be Honus Wagner. Wouldn't that be depressing mm-hmm. if he could talk to the 12-year-old himself and say, I got bad news. You're not going to become Honus Wagner, but you will become president. When, d- can't you imagine the kid being like, ah, oh, nut bunnies. <laughs> oh, raspberries. It's, uh, it's just Honus Wagner. If you just look at it, if you just break it down, Ty Cobb even said, like, I think Honus Wagner is a better player than me. He said that? Yes. I mean, I'm paraphrasing here. He said, I, mean, I think that probably, cocksucker is a I better think, fucking I, I baseball player. I think he probably dropped than... the N word in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> but Ty Cobb. Kind of at the end, too. Cobb himself called Wagner maybe the greatest start ever to take the diamond. And then he promptly went to a clan rally afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Sharpened his cleats and. and yeah, <laughs> went uh, feet first into the catcher of the, yeah. the White Sox. Um,. And so yeah, Honus Wagner, B- Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, you know he's 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 a he's a bad he's debonair. Dude. Yeah, he's, he's charming. Mm-hmm. He's got that mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that it's Wesley all along. Spoiler. Uh, oh my god! And then when the Dread Pirate when they put put Andre the Giant into the Death Cloak at the end, mm-hmm. pe- that's what people imagine the Dread Pirate Roberts to be. You know, such is the legend of this man. Yeah. And the man is more than man. He's a legend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really proud of that sentence. Honus Wagner is is legendary to begin with. The, and See, here's the thing, because, like, and this is the thing that I, I appreciate about, like, old ball players is, like, they have... The racism. <laughs> the, the, the huge racism. But 
No, no, like professional athletes now. Um, professional athletes now, when you know, it's like you go to college, um, you um, you go to you know, you're performing at the college level. You're in the NCAA kind of system. You go up through the farm system. You go through this. You go through that. But someone, then you, someone spots you and says, "That kid's got trouble with the curve." Cheap seats. Cheap seats. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> didn't want you sitting in the cheap seats. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. So you know, it's like there's a there's a definite track to become professional baseball player yeah. now. But when when like these guys growing up in the fucking 1800s, literally growing up in the 1800s, it was like either like you know farmers or they just were like butchers and they just happened to be professional baseball players yeah, on the it was side they did on the side and there were like player coaches where you know it's like all right we're just fielding the ball club today rampant gambling alcoholism <laughs> fixed, fixed games yeah smoking on the mound the- <laughs> it, yeah it was illegal there you know you it would cost your team if you weren't if you didn't have a big old chesterfield in your in your mouth and so I just love I love the hard scrabble like yeah like these fucking guys and then like they would just like go to war <laughs> just randomly well off to war well going to war guys brb <laughs> and then come back and just continue playing would there be a sign that would say gone warren yeah yeah the second base would be just a big just a sign that said yeah. uh, fighting the nazis brb yeah and you know Toodles. obviously rampant racism aside et cetera, et cetera. honus wagner and, and it, to the point where it's two separate eras i mean you know before the 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 color barrier is broken by jackie robinson you know it's it's essentially bc and in, yeah. in ad at, at that point so for the bc era of baseball honus wagner huh. is probably one of the one of the crown jewels he's got a statue in front of the you know pirate stadium He's he's still revered as one of the greatest of all of all time. All right. So Honus Wagner, best pirate. All right. Given that he's a real person, and that when that once I get through uh, the baseball documentary, <laughs> what are you on? Uh, see, I- I- inning two. Inning, yeah, all nineteen hours of it. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably have a greater appreciation of Honus Wagner. Again, there's ten. There's ten episodes. I'm working two th- hours apiece. I'm still working through Prohibition. Which is really good. Why you should have done Civil War? Start at the beginning, Mark. Civil War, then baseball, then Prohibition. Yeah. Mark, we're gonna move on. Final round. We have a tie, shockingly enough. So that means we have to move on to our final mystery topic, Mark. Mm-hmm. Which we don't know. However. However. I was Which is it's kind of terrifying that we don't it's know. It's terrifying. We're literally on a tightrope right yeah. now and there's no net. But I was um I was in bed yesterday. I was sleeping. Yeah. And uh, my my night terrors flared up. I don't remember exactly what it what the dream was, mm-hmm. but I feel like I feel like there were cobras involved. Yeah, uh, I was I, I hadn't studied the, for a test. The insect or Cobra Kai, or I mean, cobras the the snake or um, both. The cobra yeah. the Cobra Kai had cobras. And they were like, kind of, yeah. They, like the cobras weren't like threatening. They were in fact defanged, right? But they were just kind of like, Still, you don't want just that kind of putting them you. in my face. And I was like, oh, yeah. But in a, and then I I hadn't studied for a test. It was it was the test was on d- defending yourself against cobra kai's or right. cobras. Yeah, um, should have studied. <clears throat> I really should have watched was, weird science instead. Yeah, mad because I thought it was an actual science show, right. but in fact it was a stupid fucking sitcom. But uh, when I woke up, I woke up and just parts of the dream were already fading away. But all I could think of was the best terrifying moment of your life. Our, in, our own lives or my life? Our, our Are own both lives. about me? The, Are yes, you going to tell yes, a story I about will, me? I, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, sometimes I just sit on your street with just yeah. big old binoculars. I, I, I talk to your mom a lot just to get stories I can just start slipping yeah. in. So we're talking about the best terrifying moment from your which own Which is life. an odd way to phrase that sentence. How would you have phrased it? No, I'm not saying I would have phrased it differently, but it's, it's interesting. It should be the most It should be the, the most terrifying. But, but we have a format we have here a fo- where we're, we're sticking to it, God damn it. So the best terrifying moment, 
So I, the, well, the greatest, the greatest terrifying moments are the best terrifying moment of well, your life. Here, I, okay. I have, I have another, I have a story that is actually the most terrifying moment of my life, but I don't want to tell it because it's, I don't think it's as good as the story that I have queued up in my mind to tell right now. Well, I, I guess whatever's the most harrowing, right? That's going to be the best. Yeah, not necessarily, no, because you want beginning, middle, end, protagonist you like, genuine terror, mm-hmm. relatable problems and situations. Art, you know, there's a dip at the, in the, the second act, the and then most it comes ter- back up. Yeah, the most terrifying moment of my life is ultimately not a good story. All right, all right, well, I'll, all right. All I'll right. tell it to you off mic, I guess. Sure, yeah, yeah, fuckers. I'm getting stories, you're not. Call in the air, Mark. Heads. It is heads. Kick or receive. I'm going to receive. I'm ready to go. Oh, my God. He's locked and loaded. Here we go, Mark. Andrew. Yeah. Here's a story of a young man. 20, 25 years old. Okay. Kind of a, kind of got the, I mean, he's had the post-collegiate blues for a little while. Now, is there anything like the summertime blues? Neither have a cure. Okay. <laughs> In fact, I went to the doctor and he said, there ain't no cure. There ain't no cure for the post-collegiate blues. <laughs> and you uh, just kind of lowered your head. My, that shredding guitar riff yeah. comes over. <laughs> my, po- actually, my post-collegiate blues was delayed a bit because I had a job right after college mm-hmm. that led into another job. But it was it took a while for me to just for everybody, for me to realize, go through what everybody goes through where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I am. Mm-hmm. I have been late in a long time. Mm-hmm. I was just feeling down. Yeah. Um, hadn't worked in a long time. Didn't have a lot of money. It was, as, as I recall, it was late, mid-October. It was mid-October. No good movies were out. Yeah. I was kind of just bumming around. Again, didn't have real, didn't have a lot of money. Nope, didn't have a girl in my life. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a dog. Mm-hmm. Just an ugly ugly time. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go see a movie. And I don't even remember what the movie that I was going to see was because it was one. It was the type of thing where I and I never do this, but I was like, you're I'm, just gonna go. I'm just gonna go, and whatever starts soon, I'll watch it. Hopefully, it was Four Brothers. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I step onto the escalator. Starring I'm, Mark Wahlberg. Yes. And Andre 3000. Yeah. And I'm just kind of in my own head and up my own ass about how, like, I probably wasted my educational options. Like, can't believe I got into an Ivy League school and I spent all my time reading books. Is this when you and, yelled like, at writing and shit? Is this when you yelled at Cole Meany? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the greatest moment of my life. So I'm on the escalator at the. Westfield Pavilion? No, no, not the Westfield. The um, Beverly Connection. No, what's the one that's right by the landmark? That's the that's the Westfield Pavilion. Westfield, Westfield Pavilion. So I step onto the escalator, and I hear a click. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a gun clicking; it's like the sound of plastic on plastic. And I look down at my foot, and I see that my shoelace has come untied and is caught in the teeth of the escalator. Mm-hmm. And now I look and I try to take my foot, try to lift my foot up, but the, what is it, the eye thing? Yeah. Not the grommet, the the thing, the plastic thing on the end of the shoelace. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I- the eaglet. It's in there. Yeah. It's in the teeth of this machine. And I'm slowly moving up to the top. I've got about five seconds to just lose my shit. Mm-hmm. And I lift my foot up. I jerk my foot up really quickly. It only tightens it. So now my shoe lace is just gripped just onto wrenched, my foot. Wrenched into like, the, the gears and sprockets of this thing. And I'm looking around because I'm at a movie theater at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Cole Meany's behind you, but he's like, that guy's kind looking of a dick. On. <laughs> he's on the down escalator just going, yeah. just pointing, pointing right yeah. in your eyes. Remember? Remember? <laughs> And I am panicking. I'm flipping out silently in my mind. Like, I'm not screaming. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, oh, my God, is this actually happening? 
Like I thought, the, I'm, I'm going to hit the teeth at the top and I'm going to get flayed. I'm going like to my just, skin is my, just going to come right off my muscles. I can imagine like my foot going into the gears, mm-hmm. of the teeth of this thing, as it just shreds my leg off like a like a cheese grater. Yeah, screaming as I'm mangled by this giant machine and wondering if Stephen King has already written a story about this. Uh, Probably. Yeah. I mean, I mean, were, were you? At the top was a was a possessed uh, uh, laundry press that was, yes, <laughs> that was just the mangler not, just nodding and approval. nodding approvingly. <laughs> and I I have I'm I'm thinking to myself okay best case scenario uh, I'm losing the foot mm-hmm. I'm probably not gonna die There's a lot of people here Yeah and it's gonna take a while for that thing to mulch you up But it's gonna the uh, foot's gone the I foot's I'm gone. going to be I'm going to be disfigured because of this Yeah And I'm just inching my way closer I'm thinking like can't believe I was like I can't believe I was so depressed four seconds ago mm-hmm. about like what nothing like I can eat mm-hmm. I have a roof over my hood over my head mm-hmm. I have a foot that's not gonna happen for much longer. Ty Cobb had a roof over his hood. <laughs> <laughs> the man was rich, <laughs> and Andy was a member of the clan. Yes. Uh, and okay, so now here you are, strapped to this rocket of death, of death. <laughs> just screaming the, the forward is, into these teeth. And I'm, I see the little red button. You know, there's a red button yeah. there that you, if you can hit it in time, mm-hmm. you won't die. It's the failsafe. It's, the, it's yeah. the emergency stop, and I've like got my hand in a fist, and in my mind I can imagine what's going to happen where I'm just going to bring it down, slam it, break through the glass cover, the plastic covering, and save myself. And I'm going up to the top. I'm kind of bending over. I'm ready to do it. And then the shoelace breaks. <laughs> and I just lift my foot up and step off. Mm-hmm. And the shoelace just gets sucked into whatever. The shoelace offers its fingers out to me like, save me. And I say, I'm sorry, buddy. It's, it's too just, late. Just, no, I can't do it. I, it's screaming. And as I keep walking away, I hear it like, scream. You coward! You coward! Blood shoots out. <laughs> I'll see you in Yeah, horrifying moment. Because mm-hmm. you see an escalator all the time, and you think, "Does that really happen?" Yeah. Like, don't we have fail saves to prevent this? Didn't this? Also, how likely is it that a shoelace or something is going to get caught in there? And it was so simple, and it happened so quickly that whatever movie I did go see. Four brothers. Four brothers, probably. I was just so jazzed about life. Yeah. That, like, just had a big, dumb smile on my face the whole time. Donnie? Andre 3000? My brother? (laughs) And I just just think that a, a moment of terror that kind of just passes by safely... It it really makes you reevaluate your whole life. Gives you perspective. Perspective in five seconds on well, at least I still have my foot. Yeah, but then after the movie, you were like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, oh. at least for now, I still have a roof over my hood. Yeah. <laughs> Good pick, Mark. Andrew, your turn. Uh, Mark, I I don't know. Like I generally I generally keep to n- no. Um, I don't have I don't have to take a lot of risks. So I consider the best uh, terrifying moment of my life is generally anytime I'm on an airplane and there's any kind of turbulence. So because like I don't know if I've, obviously I'm, I'm going to assume a lot if you're listening to this, you've flown at some point before. And Probably. if you've had a smooth flight, um, good for you. But uh, I, I've, I think I fly a, a lot more than probably normal people normally do. Because uh, I generally would like fly home, fly home maybe like twice a year, and then also I I do Get, take jobs that require travel that require yeah. air, flying an airplane. Because like in my mind, at least growing up, like most like at most you might travel like once a year by plane. Yeah. At, at most. Um, so if you're flying more than that, I feel like it's it's extraordinary circumstances. So uh, though, and, and so what happens is like you're sitting in the plane, and then it's like, huh. Like there's this big uh, kind of like metallic push, clunk. This yeah, this push down and then like up and then like you know the the seatbelt signs are like bing and so everyone else like the guy next to me is just like flipping through his newspaper yeah. 
and like if it's working it, on his third yeah third, martini yeah. yeah stirs me out of sleep and then because in my mind it, like the way i'm trying to rationalize it is it's like okay it would be like if a bus were you know uh, over a rough road like a like because in, in in my mind in what you should the way you should think about it is like an airplane is just a big bus that's in the sky right no no that's that's it's a miracle that's the, that's what i'm getting at is like it, it i'm trying to ra- i'm trying to safely rationalize it in my mind i was like okay it's just a bus this is just a vehicle like, just, that is it's a vehicle that just is just tested and ready to go just going over so, a rough patch of road a rough patch of sky and then once you get past it then you'll be fine yeah but in in like the the part that just starts screaming across the rest of your brain is oh my god <laughs> You're gonna. This thing is gonna go down yeah. in some field somewhere, mm-hmm. and your asshole is gonna get torn through your head, and you're just going to be just rendered across a good quarter mile of of Somebody's the United corn States. <laughs> and 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 even if it's just the slightest bump, like the slightest bump of yeah, just like just a little bit, just a little drop, and you're just like, oh, the, all right, uh, you're just you're already thinking like. Well, at least you know if I had a family, they would get a settlement out of this. I mean, somebody's getting paid for my death. Um, I, I, you know, I hope I, I, I hope it's quick. I hope if when when the the cabin pressure breaks, like I pass out, yeah. and then, so I won't even have to experience the death. Like all of these things just start filtering through your head, and then you know, then then the plane corrects itself, and then you just keep going. But for that, like for those like three seconds, you're already thinking like. Well, this is it. This, I am. I'm. I'm dead. Done. I'm dead. I am dead. I'm. De- I'm dead. Yeah. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. The plane's just gonna keep going up and down. I'm dead, and that's. So that's generally the most, the best, terrifying moment of my life. It's and it's every, every time. time. Every time, the slightest hiccup, uh, and you're just like, all right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm dead. I'm dead, and I have to listen to this kid crying. I gotta listen to all this shit, like. Did I say 2005? You didn't say the year. You just said the age of 25. I was 25. Okay. Um, and uh, it's it's uh, it's crazy to me uh, because th- there's there's literally no more terrifying sound than that like plastic wing like that plastic shuddering noise that a plane makes. Yeah. Because with a bus, a bus that runs over a rough road, if it gets a flat tire, you pull over to the shoulder, and then you can be like, all right, we got to call AAA. Yeah. But, like, that, like, plastic shuddering noise, you're just like, oh, my God, this wing's going to f- fucking fall off, and we're going to go into a tailspin, and we're going to die. Yeah. We're all going to die. Yeah. All right. Final arguments, Mark. Andrew, I like... I like that you have to re-experience yours every time. Every time. Every time I'm on an airplane. That... I don't think I've ever been on a flight where there hasn't been some slight hiccup. Yeah. And I didn't realize, I didn't even know that you had a problem with that. And it, like, it's not that, it's not that like I flip out. It's not like I'm like stewardess. I, I need, g- give me, give me them drugs. Yeah. I need to put myself out. It's just like, it's Can somebody that, tase me. It's just that like, fl- like, like half second fleeting thought that just comes in and just, just jolts your system. Cause it just, and it, again, it's not, it's like, you know, mild ups and downs. That's one thing, but like that—that that like big shutter, that noise where that you drop, you like can hear it. You can hear the plane kind of plane moving. drops like twenty feet in yes. a second, and you're just like, "We're dead. We're all dead. Yeah. We're all dead." I hope you. I hope everyone's getting paid. Like, if anybody asks, uh, there was a malfunction, and it's completely Delta's fault. So, all our families can get paid out on this. Yeah. Somebody's getting a. Somebody's getting rich. It's uh, not me. It certainly isn't me. Ever. <laughs> uh, and it's just it's just that, like, and, and then you immediately start thinking rationally, okay, you know, mil- you know, hundreds of thousands of flights a year. Generally, these big birds don't go down. We don't hear, or if they do, we don't hear about them. Or if they do, it's a rare percentage Obama. that do. All right, thanks, Obama. So the rational part comes back in, but that's that like first thing of like flight or you know fight or flight response that just happens, and you're just like, we're, we're gonna die, we're all gonna die. Yeah, I have to, and every time it's like every time. Every time. I here's a, but for me, every time I see an escalator, I remember that time mm-hmm. where I was feeling down about nothing, 
and then I almost had my foot ripped off of my body. Yeah. And then... Well, that would have been a good story, right? The story of how my foot got ripped off of my yeah. body? Yeah. No. I, I mean, yeah, it would be a good story. I wouldn't like telling it because it would mean I don't have a foot on my body. But, like, you go to a bar or something, and you're like, how'd you get the stump? And you're just like... Escalator. And they're like, bullshit. And then you're like, no, no. I'll show you the, I'll show you the cheese grater marks. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, I, you know, I think now, now it's like ladies are sympathetic towards you. You know, you can, you can use that that way. Uh, or job interviews. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, you know. They go back to college and it'd be like, for my entrance exam or for my college essay, you're like, time I overcame adversary adversity and had my leg ripped off my, my, my leg ripped off well it's like um uh, uh i was once at, i was at school uh in grade school and they had this guy come in who could spin a ton of basketballs but he didn't have any arms his arms were missing and you know he lost his arms and I, I swear to god this is how he lost his arms he lost his arms as a child sitting inside a washing machine which is a fucking horrific way why would you do that i i don't know but like you know the drum of the washing machine fucking rips around and as a child yeah. like you're stupid so you pop open the top and then you know if you just put your hand in there it's just you know you're gonna get it mangled right off Jesus so, christ um but he had no hands and, and arms and so he spun a bunch of basketballs so it was great so mark i have to say I have to say, uh, what I appreciate about your story is the uplifting note at the end. You're right. It is a better story. Because my shoelace gets popped off. in my story, I, I run through a just an absolute abject moment of terror and then immediately correct myself. And then as soon as the plane lands, I'm like pushing children out of the way to get to, <laughs> to where I need to go. I'm just like, I need to get a fucking slice of Sparrow's, yeah. and I need to go to the Cinnabon, and then I got to check into the fucking hotel. This place, oh, it's just a fucking worst. And I got this fucking brat. Pull your car's backpack down and move your fucking ass. So I learned nothing. It'd be like yeah. if a Christmas story happened, the Christmas Carol happened, but then Eben- Eben- Ebenezer Scrooge did it change. Just, stole, just fired Cratchit the next day. It was just, just fucking furious. He goes over to the Cratchit's house on Christmas Day, sir. Mm-hmm. And fires him in front of his family. Big, tur- big turkey under one arm. Yeah. And like all the presents. The goose, right? Yeah. And he like bangs on the door and they open up and he's like, Cratchit, you're fired. That, like <laughs> bites, rips off a yeah, wing exactly. of the goose and eats it right in front of him. <laughs> you're fucking fired. fired. And then. And I've been banging your wife. Even th- though that's not true. He just says it's to ruin the marriage. Throw all that stuff in a trash can yeah. just so they can't have it. <laughs> yeah. And then stomp off. Yeah, no, that's, what a weird turn that movie took. Uh, so I, I'm, I you guess like that. I, 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 I learned something. I guess, I guess there is something to be said about uh, look, sta- staring death right in its steely cold teeth. Yeah, and then you go to die alone on this escalator. About to see four brothers, probably. It's a good movie, Mark. I go see it. Have you seen it? If You're I pro- probably, yeah, I, it's probably the one I saw. It was a fun movie. Andre. I think it was the Wolfman. The years now, aren't the years aren't that, lining up with the. Uh, did it actually happen in two thousand five or no? When I was twenty five. Okay, so when was that? What year was that? Yeah. What year is it now? Two thousand thirteen. Two thousand ten. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what was out in two thousand ten. Probably Wolfman. That's a bad movie. Yeah, but I I loved it. <laughs> yes, because because I had a foot. Yeah. That so, was that was my review. Wonderful <laughs> film. I've still stars, got my foot. Still got a foot. <laughs> People reading it and like, oh, I guess I could understand I guess, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got a foot and you see this movie, then and you still got the foot after the movie. My mother calling me up. Uh, Did you see this Wolfman movie? Guy in the paper gave it five stars. Said he still had his foot. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, mom. It's like you know he's pretty. Good. He's got a pretty good opinion. Yeah. Uh, so I still have my foot too. So I, I guess we're gonna guess go see it. Go see you know, it. if you want to come down, to, you can see it too. Take a flight. Uh, you know, go see it. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Were you there when they were filming it? No, mom. Oh, mom, I think it was in Prague. <laughs> well, you should go see it. You know, and if you know anyone that saw it when I was filming, you know, ask them if they if they had a real wolfman, and ask them if they were expecting them to have feet. Okay, mom. Mark, that's going to do it for this episode of Best of the Best. If you'd like, if you would like to leave a comment, 
on this uh, on this particular thing, or if you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to the flickering box at wordpress.com. You can listen to past episodes on iTunes and subscribe to us there, or you can subscribe to us using Stitcher. 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 Which allows you to stream a podcast directly to your smartphone. All this and more, again, at the flickering box at wordpress.com. And if you'd like to email us directly, you can always do that by going to botbpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your letters and comments and tell us about your feet, you know? You know, if you've had any foot-related stress, let us know. We'll read them on the air and... Talk about how terrifying that sounds. Cases of the gout. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, whatever. Type two diabetes. Whatever, whatever uh, foot related incidents you've you've had, just go ahead and let us know. Um, I think that's gonna do it. Anything else, Mark? That's it. I gotta get. I gotta get out of here. I gotta go to work. Fucking. This is work, Mark. Some days it feels like it. Uh...